Apps fall to the Minnesota Wild by a score of 5-3. to three. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. You can also connect with me on subtext. Check the show notes for more details on how we can talk one-on-one on the Capitals. In this edition of Locked On Capitals, we talk about your caps as they fall to the Minnesota Wild. I was at the game, and I got to say it was sloppy. What needs to change? We'll talk about that in the show. Then we'll talk about the players' reaction. What do they ultimately think went wrong? And then to close out the show, we'll talk about the latest with John Carlson. But just to get it going here, uh, a game in Minnesota against the Wild, and the Wild are playing pretty good, all things considered. Um, a really great uh, venue to see, a barn to see the Caps playing against the Minnesota Wild, and they got outworked quite handily by the Wild. And... Um, It's one of those tough games to watch. And what is the one thing I say on this podcast all the time? It's if the opposing team gets on the board first, that's when things go wrong. And uh, that was the case as Matt Boldy gets on the board first. He gets a hat trick in the game. And that was just uh, the beginning of the unraveling for the Capitals as they ultimately tried to claw their way back into this game. Uh, They weren't able to do it, of course, uh, looking at the score of the game. But what needs to change? And there is a lot of things that I need to change. I think that need to change on this team. And it's just... It, it's a lot of the basics out there. It's it was there was none of the tape to tape passes. There was none of the smooth entries. There was just slop all over the place. One of the tweets I tweeted out there was that Mac better have a mop in the offseason. He's got a mess to clean up. And you know, one of the interesting things I heard on Russian Machine Never Breaks too is about how all these forwards are pretty much going to be coming back next year. So, can we ultimately expect a big change? from this year to next year. And if if there's not going to be a big change, can we expect a different outcome? The very definition of insanity is doing the same thing again and again and again and expecting a different result. It seems insanity if the Caps try to go into next season with you know pretty much this same lineup to expect a different result. It was tough, but there were some bright spots in the game as Alex Ovechkin gets on the board twice, and he has quite a record uh, in Minnesota, and I've seen him get a hat trick there. It's it's a really fun thing to watch, but some interesting notes. Alex Ovechkin has recorded 33 points in 20 career games against Minnesota, including two assists on January 17th. Ovechkin's 0.85 per game and 1.65 points per game versus the Wild are the highest rate he has recorded against a single franchise in his career. Ovechkin has recorded a point in every game in Minnesota dating to October 12, 2006, the longest road run of his career against a single franchise. Ovechkin has scored 25 goals in 44 career regular season games against Marc-Andre Fleury, the most goals he has scored against a single goalie in his career and has scored two goals 
in two career games versus uh, Philip Gustafson. So he has the Minnesota Wilds number. And, you know, there were certain players out there that tried to take that team and put it on their back and carry them across the finish line, but they couldn't do it. So one of the players, of course, I just mentioned there was Alex Ovechkin. He showed up and he did what he could do. He got two goals. Dylan Strom got the other goal. He did what he could do. But another guy of impact for me that I really noticed out on the ice was TJ Oshie. And, you know, one of the things about TJ Oshie is you really can't quantify very easily what he means to this team. But if he is out on the ice, he is involved in being a playmaker. He is involved in scoring opportunities. He's got a great knack for being in the right place at the right time. And if there's one guy, you know, and I know it's a bit of a polarizing thing to say, I would like Oshie to come back, even though I understand he is a bit prone to being injured. Just watching him out there, he is always involved in scoring opportunities and that kind of thing. And not only that, when Kuznetsov got taken out there by Dumba, TJ Oshie wanted to take on that entire wild team. He was all over the place. He was lit up. I, I admire his his um, standing up for his team, um, you know, that kind of thing, even though to his detriment, he spent a good chunk of the game then in the penalty box. But just having that guy out on the ice, a baller, a playmaker. Uh, so there were some players that really stood out. There's uh, some players that aren't totally dialed in. I still don't think that Nick Backstrom is totally dialed in. Just from watching the game, he kind of had that play there that he coughed up the puck that led to a scoring opportunity, which ended up turning into a goal. And uh, just, I, I don't think that he is playing at 100%. So there were just a lot of things um, that were just kind of disjointed. That's my my takeaway from the game, is it just appeared disjointed. And Charlie Lindgren didn't have a great game either. I'm not going to say it lies squarely on his shoulders because I understand the defense uh, in front of him and all that kind of thing uh, played into that as well. But uh, he saved uh, 35 of 40, according to the score sheet here. So it was a rough game, suffice it to say, to watch. And, you know, there were points uh, that I thought the Caps were going to be able to stage a comeback. And uh, it fell short. It seems like Ovechkin would get a goal and then boom, they would get another goal to follow it up. It was just, they got worked over hard uh, by the Minnesota Wild. And the questions for me now are, where do we go, Caps fans? Is, you know, they'll get a big win one night and then the next night they'll lose a big game. Where, where do the Caps go from here? There's not a lot of time left. I know if there's any saving grace, it's that they're playing um, the Columbus Blue Jackets next, which we know aren't you know the biggest opponent. But the one thing the Capitals don't want to get drawn into is a trap game against the Columbus Blue Jackets, right? Because you know that they're wanting to make a name for themselves as well. The game before that, they lost to the St. Louis Blues by a score of 5-2. to two. They lose to Minnesota 5-3. to three. These were what I talked about, must-win games. And St. Louis was the poor of the two opponents between the Blues and the Minnesota Wild. And guess what? They found a way to lose both of those games. And I don't want to you know, do this podcast and be all doom and gloom uh, with the listeners and viewers of this show, but to a certain extent, I want to be honest with you and say, you know, what I'm seeing out on the ice is just not cutting it. And uh, I just, I don't think it's the year, guys. I really don't. Um, you know, I towards the beginning of the month, you know, they made some movements. They brought in Rasmus Sandin. They did these different moves here. It's just, I don't, there's just not enough runway. This team would have to go on a heater like you've never seen before. 
if they're going to end up uh, making any kind of push for the playoffs. And it just seems for, to, for me right now, it's a little bit too much, a little too late. And um, that's the way it is, you know, and I, again, I would love for them to win the rest of the games of this season, but as it turns out, I just don't think that's the case. Um, and then there was the, you know, the troublesome things out there as well as, as Kuznetsov getting uh, kind of smacked around out there, but just taking a look out there, every point is critical as they make their final push for the playoffs, but the climb only got harder when they lost in five straight games. Washington has given up the first goal of the game within the first five, 18 minutes of play after the first 20 minutes, the team will come out and make a reasonable push. But the comeback efforts, with the exception of Wednesday's 5-4 shootout over the Buffalo Sabres, comes up short, writes Washington Hockey now. And that's my assessment, and it just seems that would they get caught up in their own head like Minnesota scored first, and then it was just like the wheels fell off. There was a bit of a push in the third, but ultimately it fell short. So that is the tough thing going forward, is how does this team find a way to pick itself up by the bootstraps and try to get into the win column I think that already we kind of have to start positioning ourselves to think about what are they going to do in the offseason? What are they going to do at the draft? What are they going to do at free agency? Those kind of things. I just think, I just think at this season, we just got to, you know, leave it to the assessment part. Like I spoke about a, a couple of weeks ago, we're at that point where it's kind of like, okay, a valiant effort. You know, they, they try to do what they can do. Now we're moving on because it's just, I, I don't think it's going to happen this and I, this season. I'd love to tell you that, to tell you guys that it's going to happen. Just seeing it in person, it just the whole team just looked disjointed and awkward out there. It just didn't strike me as a team that is poised for doing great things in the offseason. And that's a hard thing to say because this team has made it to the playoffs for so many years that it's it's a difficult things to come to terms with. But I think that ultimately that is where the caps are at. All right. So after the break here, we are going to talk about the players themselves. So what do they think the status of the Capitals is? Uh, we'll talk about that next. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted some energy. I wanted a supplement that actually helps me feel great. Now I started taking it because I have young children at home. And if you have young children at home, maybe you can relate to why you need it. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all of these things. So to, it's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free or gluten-free, it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything. It has tons of the great things in it that helps you feel great even going through the winter months. And I know that we're coming up on the end of the winter months, but having that extra nutrients in your system, that really helps you feel great. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up on the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In this next segment here, we're going to talk about what the players thought went wrong. And um, 
you know, it's easy for me to assess as watching the game what, what went wrong. And one of the things, of course, was Evgeny Kuznetsov um, getting hit kind of with his head down and Dumba just took him out. And that, you know, drew the ire of pretty much every Capitals player out on the ice. But um, as of right now, as I'm recording this 840 Central, we don't know the status of Kuznetsov and how much time he's going to miss. Uh, we know that we got Alex Ovechkin back, and that was a good thing to have. And again, like I spoke about in the first segment, he did what he could do. He put the team on his back as the captain. Still wasn't enough. It was a tough thing to observe. It's kind of the situation right now. We don't give up, Captain Alex Ovechkin said, who scored twice and had an assist while trying to spark his team against Minnesota. We try to battle back. Again, we try to do our best to win the hockey game so we don't stop playing we battle and he did battle in it. Like I said, there were certain players that were really engaged. Oshi and Ovechkin comes to mind um, as, you know, a couple of the players just, you know, just from my observation who kind of really stood out. On Sunday, the first goal came within first 50 seconds. That's tough. And about that, they say, it's disappointing, obviously. We don't want to get behind early like that, Lingren said. We've done it too many times. It's hard to play catch-up hockey. And, um, you know, there were moments that I, when I was watching the game, I thought, you know, they're going to find a way to rally. They're going to find a way to win this game. It just wasn't, it just wasn't there. You know, uh, the, uh, Capitals would score a goal and then the Minnesota wild would score a goal and then they'd score two goals. And, uh, you could just kind of tell, you know, the momentum was really kind of going into, uh, the Minnesota wilds favor there. This is frustrating. Obviously we just haven't started good. Strom said, acknowledging our last 40 minutes and the last five or six games have been pretty good. We've been hanging in there in every one we've played. Our starts aren't great, but I'm sure I'm not sure the exact reason that's timing. And that's what, why we're running out of time. And it's an interesting thing about why they can always kind of, you know, come together in the third period, at least make a valiant push, right? I mean, obviously they fell short against the wild, but um, it's just playing that complete game, you know, that we hear all of all the time about. Um, And I know that's not saying anything new. That's just the basics of pretty much every professional sporting league out there is playing a complete game. But for whatever reason, the caps cannot put together a solid game, a complete game. And I can't recall the last time that I observe them uh, putting together uh, a complete game. The Capitals have two must-win and should-win games as they return home to host the Blue Jackets on Tuesday before facing the Blackhawks on Thursday. Those two games will be a true test, and for D.C., it all starts with coming to the rink ready to play and establishing the relentless mentality which was on display in the disappointing loss to Minnesota off the opening face-off, writes Washington Hockey Now. We're a high-character team, Lingren said. We never felt we were out of it against the Wild. We were fighting till the last second, and I expect nothing else. And um, again, just watching the game, you know, Lingren. He didn't have the greatest game, and the, and the score sheet indicates that as well. Uh, but, uh, you know, players that stood out, Dylan Strom got on the, got a goal, and then uh, Alex Ovechkin just, you know, like, again, like I said, he did what he could do uh, on the game. He got two goals and, um, you know, and uh, three-point night. He also had an assist there. So he was dialed in, and Nicholas Abe-Cubell was trying to be, you know, a bit of a more of a physical presence out there. It's just for me, watching the team. Where do they turn? How do they turn this ship around? It just doesn't seem likely that they're going to be able to click a switch and all of a sudden they're going to start winning. It's just, it doesn't seem like it's in the bag. And I don't, you know, I can't really pinpoint 
uh, one area in particular. It seems like, you know, Charlie Lindgren had a bit of an off game, but, you know, uh, from watching the game from above, you could also see plays break down and you could see, you know, pucks coughed up, you know, where it was a lot of two on ones, that kind of thing. So, it was just a, it was a tough game altogether, and now the questions remain about what do the Caps do in the off season if they can come to terms with the fact that we it isn't working on the ice and it wasn't working on the ice. So who stays and who goes? Kind of knee jerk reactions for me from watching the game is that even though it's some of the players that we like. It's not working, so you need to kind of move on from them, right? It's almost like in a relationship that isn't working. You try to to do things a little bit different and try to reinvigorate it, and it it still doesn't work. I feel like that's where the Capitals are at right now. They're trying to do different things, um, but it ultimately didn't work. And now there's a lot of people out there mentioning, was it the right thing to do to give Strom a new deal, Milano a new deal? If what's working out on if what's on the ice is not working, why extend more of that? Um, Trevor Van Riemsdyk and Jensen, who's injured, it just seems to a certain extent you're just taking that broom and kind of pushing out that dust pile and just kind of having that go into the future. And, you know, Dylan Strom, I mean, obviously he got on the score sheet today and Sonny Milano hasn't really produced for quite some time. Uh, you know, it's a lot, it's a lot of Monday morning quarterback, isn't it guys that, you know, maybe they shouldn't have done this or they should have done that. For me, it almost seems like they went with Strom and Milano because that was the sure thing. You know, we know what we got in them, but it almost seems for, for me for to just really jumpstart this team, they need to really make some big changes, like just really take that snow globe and just really shake it up good, you know, get in a lot of different players, you know, quality players. I'm not saying they should just infuse it with nothing but rookies, but it's just been, you know, kind of um, a tough season to watch as a Caps fan, a longtime Caps fan, because this is the first time, like I said, earlier in the show that they've missed the playoffs in quite some time. Adam Oates era. So how do they turn it around? Some tough questions lie ahead from the Caps. All we can focus on right now is the next one. And the next one is the Columbus Blue Jackets. And then it's the Blackhawks. Those should be two games that you can win. If you lose either one of the games to the Blue Jackets or the Blackhawks, it's going to be very, very tough because those are two teams on paper that you should beat. Um, so that is their next targets there, number one and two. And then it's just kind of taking it after there. All right, so after the break here, there's no doubt that the Capitals' struggle of late has at least in part to do with the fact that their number one blue liner is out of the lineup. When can we expect John Carlson back in the lineup? And what is his latest status? We'll talk about him next. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In this next segment here, we are going to talk about John Carlson and the big role that he plays on this team. And just taking a look at John Carlson and what he does brings to this team. Uh, the momentum, uh, John Carlson was preparing to box out an opposing forward in the slot. The next, the Washington Capitals defenseman was facing down in, a, in his face full of blood when he got hit on the side of the head. And if you guys remember that, it was a tough, a tough thing to watch as he took that puck right off the face and uh, kind of blood just gushing down. And your kind of your initial reaction was there was, 
this isn't real great. We knew he was going to miss some significant time and it kind of overshadowed kind of the, the momentum and the monumental night that Alex Ovechkin had. Um, but, you know, the question now is, is when can we expect to have John Carlson back in the lineup? The 14-year veteran can't recall how many close calls he'd had previously. It's a risk every NHL defenseman takes, but this time was different. The pain was unbearable and the blood, all the blood. I just got struck by lightning, Carlson said. That's the only way to describe it. Fast forward to Friday when Carlson, in a sit-down interview with The Athletic, acknowledged that he's on the verge of returning to the Caps lineup. Although an exact date has not been determined, he could be back in the lineup as soon as next Thursday against Chicago. If that happens, it would mark three months to the day he got wheeled out of Capital One Arena on a stretcher. His immediate playing future unclear. And just watching that interview, I remember him saying, you know, if it's tomorrow, if it's a month from now, if it's a year from now, I got to do what I got to do. And this is kind of the same thing that I was talking about um, with Nick Backstrom. You know, it's about, you know, kind of preparing your life for after hockey, right? It's not all about hockey. You know, as a Caps fan, of course, you watch and you think to yourself, you know, John Carlson, you, we need you out there. But this man has a life to prepare for after hockey. And that's the big thing here. Uh, with John Carlson. Of course, we would love to have him back in the lineup. But my question is, is being that he has missed so much time, what kind of John Carlson are we going to get? There's always close calls. Carlson said, there's always a lot. Oh man, that could have hurt or that could have been bad. That was bad. It's a one in a million thing. And it happened to me less than a, a minute into the third of the Caps four to one win over the visiting Jets on December 23rd. Carlson was struck by a 90 mile per hour slap shot off the stick of Jets defenseman Brendan Dillon. Carlson's former teammate in Washington. There was no time for Carlson to duck or dodge the puck. The impact left him with a small skull fracture above his right ear and severed uh, temporal artery. It was bleeding so much, he said, the only way I could describe it is just survival. Carlson said he did not lose consciousness and was never diagnosed with a concussion. Funny story, Carlson said, cracking a smile. He says he that thing didn't happen, but I know for sure that it did. As I'm skating off the ice... He sees me and goes, holy F, that's really bad. And um, it was one of the things where when you watch the game, you could tell that it was bad. And, you know, he probably was going to be missing some substantial time. So the big thing for Carlson is number one blue liner on the team. Caps went out, signed Rasmus Sandin. There was a trade between uh, the Capitals and the uh, Maple Leafs where Gustafson went there, and we sent that first round pick from Boston to Toronto, and we got Sandin. So he has done the job of filling in for John Carlson. You know, there's been some miscues and misplays on defense, that kind of thing. But that is the future. Rasmus Sandin and John Carlson. The question now about John Carlson is when is he going to be ready to go? Um, Carlson can laugh about it now, but in the immediate aftermath, it was as serious a situation as there can be for on a hockey rink. The medical team's first concern, he said, was to stem the bleeding. Blood had to be soaked, his jersey pads and everything. Up here, Carlson said, pointing to a scar where, where his ear, cheek, and sideburn converge. This is where the artery got lacerated. 
Um, and that's the tough thing. Cause when you're watching that, the game, you're thinking to myself, you know, is the, how serious of an injury is this? The blood was just pouring there. I was in the training room when he came in, I saw the cameras didn't see, oh, she said it was scary in there. I don't know what was going through his head. I'm sure he was just in pain, but the guys who weren't playing, we weren't really watching the game after that. We were waiting by the door to see if the bleeding had stopped and if John was going to be okay. And that's the big thing is just hoping that he is going to be able to be okay uh, because the Caps ultimately need him on this team. But it sounds like it's still a ways out. It could be, like they said, uh, later this week. But then again, it's kind of been pushed out and pushed out. And, uh, you know, my big question there is what John Carlson are we going to get out on the ice just because he has missed so much substantial time. And I understand that he's taken in quite a bit of work. Um, you know, uh, extra skating and that kind of stuff, but nothing can truly prepare you for, you know, real game ice skating, that, that kind of activity. So we're hoping for a speedy recovery from John Carlson. And at that point, that's all we can do. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen today. Now make your second listen, Locked On Game to Game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Locked On Game to Game NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you find your podcast. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Make sure and subscribe wherever you find your podcast. Just hit that subscribe button. And then when you're done there, go over to YouTube and hit the subscribe button. Give it a thumbs up. Leave some comments. We're at 460 plus subscribers, and I have you guys to thank. Let's see if we can get it up to 500 here. All right, once again, thank you for joining me on this edition where it is your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.